Well, hello and welcome to The Middleman. This is episode 12 of the podcast. I hope you are having a great week and finding ways to lead your best from the middle. This is a very special episode. I have a conversation today with Andy Goulet, the CEO of Red Frogs, aka Boss Frog, and his New South Wales and ACT coordinator, Claudine, who's part of his key team. And we talk about all things of how this incredible Australian success story of Red Frogs started and how it got to be where it is today, but also how it got there, which I know will really interest middleman listeners. Red Frogs was started in 1997 by Andy with humble beginnings and it supports and safeguards the younger generation. It acts as a positive peer presence to empower them to make positive life choices and become a voice of change within their culture. And I've witnessed that firsthand being involved with this incredible organization called Red Frogs. They do this practically by being part of uni campuses, schoolies and other school leaver events, high school seminars, music festivals, sporting festivals, wherever crowds are gathering, Red Frogs crew are there. Red Frogs impacts over 1.4 million people every year and it's an incredible reach. The social impact aside, Red Frogs is a true Australian success story. One of the things I love to highlight on the Middleman podcast is compelling visions and most importantly for us in the middle, what it took to get there. You're going to love this conversation with Andy and Claudine. I hope it really helps your week leading from the middle. You're listening to the Middleman podcast with Josh Hammond, a podcast that helps you lead best in the middle. We hope this helps your week. Thanks for listening. Well, uh, welcome to the Middleman uh, podcast episode. It is great to have Andy Goulet and Claudine with us. So thanks so much for joining us, guys. How good is the state of Queensland, Andy? Mate, she's a beautiful one day, perfect the next, uh, and then the next one after that, and the next one after that, and then just keeps going, mate, loving it. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure Claudine, who's a New South Welshman, I'm sure we, we can't agree with that, but that's all right, we'll move on. Uh, we're going to tuck into the story of you know, how Red Frog started and all that's made or has gone into making uh, an incredible and compelling vision happen. But just right off the right off the start, how, how is school is preparations going this year? Yeah, look from a uh, natural perspective, um, you know we've just rolled with the punches, uh, COVID's bringing it up. Uh, with all the border closures, that's been very challenging to know where teams are going to go. So a lot, a lot of our Victorian teams are now doing Victorian locations. New South Wales teams will do New South Wales locations and, and that varies as well. And then uh, Queensland looking after Queensland. And so it's been uh, a little bit of a divided year and challenging, but the teams are doing amazing. We're set to go. Can't wait. How about you, Claudine? Yeah, um, I guess to add on to Andy, I think... For us, with the border, um, Queensland border being closed to Greater Sydney, makes it a little bit challenging, I guess, um, to to get volunteers up there. But I guess schoolies from Greater Sydney won't be going there either. So, um, looking at Byron, there's a few headed to Terrigal, and we hear Batemans Bay's on the cards as well. So, we'll, we'll get some local churches out there, and um, yeah. Well, fantastic. I just really want to you know, congratulate and honour you both, actually. Um, you know, with a year of such difference and change, you guys, uh, Red Frogs crew, are right there uh, where school leavers need them. And I think you guys, from you know, what it sounds like, has adapted incredibly. 
which I know is the Red Frog spirit. So it's awesome to hear uh, that you guys will be supporting school leavers. A lot of things will look different this year. Uh, Andy, I know you love your live sport. Any sort of withdrawals this year at all? Yeah, mate. Our kids uh, resorted to marble racing on <laughs> my mate's uh, YouTube. So uh, they found some sport somewhere. But uh, yeah, no, look, it's a good chance to catch up with Netflix, Stan, Disney Channel, and Amazon Prime. So uh, yeah, look, it's a bit of a no man's land for the sport, but that's back in action now, which is sensational. That's good. I got right into the sports stockos through this time, you know, as well as so the last dance. And I think the Amazon Prime had something on the test cricket. So there's plenty of uh, plenty of sport to watch anyway. Any new habits in 2020 for you, Claudine? Um, yeah, look, I feel like we've become a food bank. Um, so a little bit different to party support, but it's actually been a, a really um, encouraging time just to shift gears a little bit and go... Um, there's still a need and it's just a different kind of need. So we've been uh, working with university students and um, supporting them during the tough times, getting food parcels out to them. And yeah, speaking of need, um, no red frogs impacts over 1.4 million people every single year, whether it be at music events, sporting events, schoolies, unis, high schools, you name it. There's always the red frogs crew there. Andy, did you... Ever think it would get this big? Oh, no, no way. Um, mate, it's, it's uh, come a long way since a couple of feral skaters in my neighbourhood went to schoolies. And, um, yeah, it's been amazing to go for the ride on this juggernaut called Red Frogs now. So, and even to see what's happening overseas is quite incredible. So, no, I never had vision for this at all. It was just very much doing whatever was in my inbox every day to do. So, uh, it's been a really fun ride. I want to dig into that a little bit, Andy. Um, I don't want to overstate it. I don't think I am, but I think Red Frogs is an incredible Australian success story. Can you remember a time where uh, there was a bit of a tipping point and it did start to become something that was way bigger than you ever thought? Yeah, probably about the four-year-in, five-year-in period where uh, we'd just been looking after some buildings on the Gold Coast and every year we do more buildings. But then we had like heads of police flying in from WA and heads of councils contacting us from Ellie Beach and then um, uh, youth workers from Victoria contacting us said, oh, hang on, we might be onto something here where what we're doing here could be a blueprint for every other location in Australia. So I think once the media really got on board and they started to really promote it as well and then also other states started chasing what we're doing, it was a real, uh, I think, a tipping point where it started going from there back in 2001. Claudine, you've been involved for a long time uh, with Red Frogs. When did you become aware that this is not just a, a normal you know, sort of community activity or initiative that's going on here? Yeah, I, I think um, it's probably about 16 years uh, for me. And um, I think it was a moment uh, on the Gold Coast. I, I got invited uh, by Andy. We were doing stuff locally and, you know, I, I kind of didn't quite get it red frogs but um andy came down and then he asked me to come up to schoolies and I, I said i could spare a couple of days and i think it was in that moment um just being at schoolies week and just seeing the impact and i just was just blown away by an organization that could make such a huge impact in um in the world and in 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 our nation and so for me that was a real tipping point a real um eye opener of 
a real uh, God moment, I suppose, where I just went, hey, I'm, this is the real deal. This is, um, I, I want to be a part of this. And came back to Sydney and, you know, just things started to roll from there. So, yeah. And you're a CEO. Um, I'm, I'm not one, but I'm imagining a normal feeling is that uh, through the stages of growth that you want to quit um, and you thought this is just too hard. Is there times where you kind of remember yourself feeling that way or? Um, not, not, they're definitely feeling uh, things are hard. Yes, absolutely. And that's um, quite often when you're pioneering and breaking through in new areas, there's a resistance and toughness that comes. But I actually, that just fires me up because I hate losing. As a Queenslander, we hate losing. Like, losing's not in our DNA. So any sort of blockage or hardship is a challenge for me. It's like, oh, right, we can't do that. I'll prove you wrong. So I'm very, it actually inspires me. It actually fuels me. It actually gives me the motivation. As soon as someone says, no, you can't do that, it's like, okay, watch this, you know, I'm going to prove you wrong. And no uh, with yes a, no means yes to me. No, no is a challenge. No okay. is a challenge to me for sure. But I'm not negating there are difficult times and there's hard times where you need to have some good people around you, um, have some a wise counsel around you as well. And, and uh, you know, but also that's where, you know, you really discover the why you do what you do. Yeah, no means yes, I love that. And also the fact uh, the state of origin was not on this question list, Andy, but you still worked it in on how Queensland's respond to challenge. So thanks for that. Queensland, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Andy, you uh, look so relaxed all the time. Yeah, you ride your skateboard. Um, you've got a bag of red frogs under your arm. I even, I even remember um, a time when me and my family were on the Gold Coast for a conference. We were just talking about a dinner last night and I was saying who I was getting to chat with today and they're like, that's, that's, that's that guy just rolled up and uh, just gave us a, a bag of lollies. And, and my kids who are like, you know, nine and under all of them, they just remember that and they love that. But you're a CEO of a, of a large organisation. Have you always been so relaxed? Are, are you relaxed all the time? Uh, firstly, mate, just as a parenting tip, you should train kids not to take lollies from strangers. That's just plain out dangerous, uh, particularly from sketchy days with beers on skateboards. Uh, but, mate, yeah, look, I really have been, and I think that um, I think uh, I never really chose this gig, so I've got incredible confidence that it's not my gig. That that you know that oh, I'm just going for the ride with this red frog juggernaut as well, and I'm not taking the pressure of it or the weight of it on my shoulders, but it's just far bigger than me. And if I tried to do that, it would kill me. So I think to really enjoy your role and enjoy what you do is really important. And uh, keeping to, you know, you have any core basics in play with that as well. So yeah, I'd say I have been pretty relaxed in, in my outlook to life in, in most areas. And uh, I'm really thankful for that as well. But it's also the art of, Keeping that is the key. And any tips on how you keep that? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, really I've got a philosophy in life that you can do anything you want in life if you include others. And it's about including others, empowering others, envisioning others to run off, to have a crack at their dreams and their passions and 
provide the pathway and so it doesn't come back to all, all about you but it's about others and I think the art of uh, empowering others and envisioning others is so key and that creates momentum around you that, that stops you from trying to do everything yourself. Claudine, you are uh, one of those people in Andy's key team that he has included. A feeling well known to middleman listeners is leaving a team meeting or an office you know, where an idea has been dropped and the simple phrase, yeah, let's just do that, uh, has been decided. Uh, but you leave knowing that you have to make it happen uh, and you you might, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you might be quite terrified in that moment. I've definitely left offices and team meetings like that. Can you remember a time where Andy has uh, dropped an idea that has really scared you? Most meetings? Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, the only, the only time I ever see Andy not relaxed is when you say no. <laughs> but you, didn't you just say no means yes? Well, yeah, it does. But so it's like, okay, I'm not relaxing for that one. But no, look, um, I think I think the, the beauty and, and the thing I love about Andy is he doesn't take no for an answer. Yeah. And it's not a um, it's not a um, a rebellion. It's it's actually knowing the reason why he doesn't take no for an answer. And I guess the organisation wouldn't be where it is today if he had to take a no for an answer. And it's going, actually, there's people out there that matter and there's lives that matter. And so anytime you're in a meeting with Andy and he comes up with something ridiculous, which is pretty much every meeting we have with Andy, um, you, you remember the why. And, and, and so your focus is that um, we don't drift from mission. That is the mission. And so you know the heart behind, behind it. And so... I'm probably a little bit uh, wired a little bit differently, uh, probably wired a little bit like Andy, so um, I'll go out there and run with it and, and go for it. So, um, yeah, I don't normally sit there and go, how? I just go, okay, we've just got to, we've got to do. And if the, going back to what Andy's talking about is others, and if the focus is on others, then I think um, most of the time it's not a big deal. I absolutely love that advice, and that would really help. Uh, listeners, people who listen to this podcast are people in the middle, but they often are working or want to work for compelling visions in life. And I always think, and my personal experience is that it's actually, it's not easy working for innovators and pioneers and people that don't take no for an answer, but it's an absolute adventure. Um, And yeah, Claudine, yeah, you've been in that middle space. You know, like you said, you've done that journey for a long time. Uh, anything that you feel like you've personally grown in those middle roles in terms of being able to adapt to change or take on bigger or scary ideas that might help people just like, I don't know what to do with that idea. Yeah, I think um, sometimes being in the middle is like being a conduit. And so it's, it's, um, it's going, okay, this is the vision, this is the visionary. How do I how do I take this and then pass it on to others, or how do I how do I bring other people along on this journey? And sometimes the way um, I guess when you you are in the middle is you've got to decipher what's being said, what's the heart, what's the reason behind that, and then how do I then take that on and then um, pass that pass that on to others in my language, in my what what my heart is, but still honouring um, uh, the vision and um, the man that God, you know, has, has put before us to lead this movement. That's awesome. Andy, we've mentioned before, you, you lead by example. 
Um, you're out handing out frogs. You're popping up at parties everywhere. Um, what, what or who or how have you had to make the leap from leading by example, which you don't ever stop, but then leading by design, so making sure we have systems and structures uh, in place? Yeah, I think it's about staffing your weaknesses, knowing where you suck and knowing where you're good at. And uh, I think that uh, staying in your lane is really important as much as you can. So having people around me that are good with systems, are good with structure, are good with building and even training modules on the DNA of frogs, for me it's instinctive. I just think, why doesn't don't people think like that or why can't people problem solve or it just seems very common sense to me. But when you don't have the experience or can't see what I necessarily see, you need to actually spell that out. You need to have training and explain it and also almost like a, a teaching skill set, uh, which I'm not. So it's really having those around you that can uh, make whatever your vision very clear and concise and bring a lot of clarity to it. Because, uh, again, I live in a world that's very... I live in that grey zone of, of bringing those things that haven't been created yet into into being or us. So... Um, it's hard to articulate, it's hard to explain, and that is very instinctive. So I think just knowing that, it's about having people around um, that can uh, articulate your, your passion, dreams, and vision. Claudine, you mentioned the word conduit. Andy would say things. You don't want to say them like exactly like Andy. So how do you reproduce culture? That's a good question. I think I got taught at a, a pretty young age to be a culture carrier. And so... Um, how do you, how do I carry you know how do you carry culture and so it is understanding what's being said and then carrying it in my own way. It's a bit hard to articulate. I, I don't know how I do that. I just kind of do it. Um, I, I think it's really important sometimes when you're leading is people want to hear your heart, not necessarily Andy said. I think I can I can um, carry what Andy's saying. But the relationship with the teams that I'm working with is the relationship that I've built. So I think if I can carry that culture, um, and I think it's really important, whatever, if, you, if you're in, in the middle, it's really, really important that you believe in the product, you believe in the, the person, you believe in what, um, I guess, you're trying to get across. So if I didn't believe it, if I didn't wholeheartedly wasn't sold out for it, then I'm probably the wrong person in the role. And so I think it just comes naturally um, because um, I completely believe in this, um, this, this tool that is Red Frogs, this um, thing that God's graced. And, and so I, I believe in the mission. And so it's, it's pretty simple. It just kind of happens naturally. Yeah. Yeah, I found too, you've got to kind of sometimes take time to just sit with the idea until you really get it. You, you feel convicted enough yourself to then go and deliver it because you're almost subscribing to the lowest common denominator if you're saying Andy said come on guys Andy said you know um, yeah that's 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 really just like foot passing that's yeah. not that middle roles and uh, yeah what I know of you Claudine is you just do that amazingly um, and that's incredible advice and wisdom for our listeners uh, here most people Andy wouldn't turn down the opportunity to to make a difference in the world to have an impact how does one start or do that? Yeah, really good question, mate. I think some people see it all too big and they think I'm too busy, I don't have the margins, I'm too, how do I start, where do I get 
get started. And I'm a big believer in the power of little is great. That is the little things you do every day that can create your pathway to your future. And so for me, when I was studying accounting at uni um, and looking at my accounting degree at the university, I started with three hours a week looking after young skaters every Friday night. And I do that week after week, month after month, year after year, until it led into this juggernaut called Red Frogs. But it really was the power of those three hours a week. And if I'm really honest, the rest of the week was all about me and my career and my friends and what I want to do. But because I just I created a little margin in my week uh, to build something consistently, it was the key. So it's the power of little things, but then it's consistency in little things. So I think to pioneer your dreams or pioneer your goals, start small but be consistent. And, and week after week, month after month, just learn. And it can grow very naturally and very organically. People either try to jump too fast into their dreams. They want to quit work and just chase it. And it falls in a mess because there's no base to work from. Rather than starting small, being consistent, let it grow organically where it has the strength to hold you in the future. So, uh, yeah, really big start small and just start with a power of little. That's awesome. You know, guys, I really want to uh, say thank you uh, to you guys. When I think about the impact you're having uh, on the younger generation, I've always heard you say, Andy and Claudine, that you, know, we, you are impacting through Red Frogs. And I know this is a, a organization I believe in as well. You, know, you are impacting the future doctors, the lawyers, uh, people who are going to be general managers, deputy principals, business managers, artists, you, know, you name it. You have incredible influence in the next generation. Uh, and I just want to say thank you. I know the social impact aside, this is an incredible story that... Uh, I've just wanted to just lift the hood on a little bit to see what it took to get there because I think if people can hear that and un- understand some of that, I think they can also go ahead and make their own dreams happen and, and help other people uh, into the future as well. Now, this season, season two, uh, we are encouraging all our listeners to give back to Red Frogs. I know it's a really important season for you guys in, in terms of this time of year as well. We want to do that. I want to say thank you. I'm going to be making a personal donation uh, to Red Frogs, and I want to encourage listeners to do the same. I've also got these limited edition middleman mugs, which I'm going to be posting out to you guys, uh, so you can be repping that in your next Zoom meeting, on which we're on a hundred, on which we're on a hundred of these, uh, which is cool. Guys, I want to thank you so much for your time. I don't take it lightly. You guys are big leaders, leading a big vision and taking some time on the Middleman Podcast. I very much appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Well, what an incredible conversation with Andy and Claudine. I'm so thankful for their time. I really hope that helped you lead best from the middle this week. As always, the Middleman Podcast is giving back in Season 2 to Red Frogs. So why don't you jump on the show notes and you can find all the ways to donate there. As always as well, you can connect with me as the middleman at at Josh underscore Hammond. That's with two M's and two N's on Instagram. Of course, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts as well if this content helps. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. The middleman loves to give back to community initiatives. Red Frogs is an organisation that safeguards and supports the next generation. If you want to give back as well, all the details are in the show notes.